0: welcome to the scam show a special edition of enough the podcast and i'm your host dr mandy leto this podcast is for anyone whose sense of self feels hopelessly entangled with their achievements picture an octopus in a string bag these episodes offer insights tools and inspiration from other guests on their journeys to reclaim their good enoughness as well as some solo episodes which is what we've got today I'm talking about busting the scams that might be shrinking down your joy, self-worth, and sense of possibility till your life is so teeny-weeny that it fits into a matchbox. If that is no bueno, this special edition episode is for you. Oh, hang on a second. Yes, you with your hand up in the back? You want to know what scams are? There are no dumb questions here on the pod, thank you for asking. Well, scams are the beliefs that we've internalized over the years that have come to feel like truth. An example of a scam might be that you feel you're not good enough. Even though you're running a capable team at work, you have two mostly happy teenagers and a labradoodle that sits on command, but you wonder, am I successful? Is this all there is? Surely there's gotta be more. So if you push yourself sufficiently hard, one day you'll achieve that one thing that'll untether you from the idea that there's always something better out there. And then you'll finally feel good enough for absolutely sure, right? You, dear listener, have been scammed. Oh, another question from the back of the room. Why should we care about our scams? Because our scams rob us of joy, opportunity, and connection. They rob us of the deliciousness of feeling good enough in our own skin, of trusting ourselves, and of trying new things. They rob us of being able to fail without feeling like a failure. So that, I'd say, is a good reason to pay attention, wouldn't you? So who's ready to bust out of the matchbox? Oh yeah! Okie dokie then, let's roll. So this first piece is a little interlude thing like a trailer at the cinema. So settle into your seat and start nibbling your popcorn. The 13 sucky commandments of chronic not-enoughness. Number one, I must fixate on all of my mistakes and even point them out to other people. Number two, I must disbelieve compliments. They're just being nice or else they want something. Number three, I must constantly feel like I don't belong and filter for evidence of that non-belonging. Number four, I must avoid burdening anyone with my requests for help and support. Number five, I must stay in perpetual busyness to avoid irrelevance. Number six, I must avoid rest and relaxation or at least feel twisted with guilt whilst doing it. Number seven, I must be excellent but never enjoy or celebrate any wins. Next. Number eight, I must find constant fault with my appearance and home in on my flaws with a Hubble telescope. Number nine, I must put myself under extreme pressure to be exceptional, to outrun ordinariness and mediocrity. But, spoiler alert, it's a game I can never win. I play anyway. Number 10, I must find other shares of vulnerability endearing and human, but the same rules do not apply to me. Oh, heavens no. Number 11, I must defer happiness to the future for when I've earned it. That's code for never, but yeah, tough titty. Number 12, I must avoid the frivolity of feelings, especially anger, not attractive for women, Stuff it down, stuff it down, stuff it down. And number 13, I must constantly compare myself to others and obsess on all the ways in which I'm losing and a loser. So my scams have originated from the sucky commandments I've accumulated and internalized over the years. I just sat down and journaled these one day, and out they came. All this motley crew of memories and ways in which i failed and felt mortified and ashamed and outcast. And when I wrote them down as commandments or rules, there they were. So obvious, and they've been running my life behind the scenes. I'm sharing because maybe this is happening for you too. Even if you never thought about your own sucky commandments, maybe there are some commandments or rules that are running your life in the background as well. And the way that you show up to life on the basis of those rules or commandments become the scams that you run. So we're going to unpack three of my scammiest scams and see if they sound familiar for you too. So scam number one, I am not allowed to fail. This one might resonate with you perfectionists and overachievers. So somewhere along the way, I decided that failing meant that I was a failure, which meant that I could only do things that I was already good at. And see how that shrinks life down to matchbox size? Achievement was like a drug for me. And this was the deal. I agreed to push myself relentlessly and win and win and win. And in so doing, I thought I was outrunning inadequacy and unlovability that felt so real deep inside. So I agreed to abandon myself and my human needs like getting adequate rest and being willing to feel no feelings like vulnerability and neediness. Ooh, no, no, no. Pushing all that stuff down and anger, never attractive, right? And you see, this is why I wasn't able to fail for years, because I felt like I had to stay at least a few steps ahead of the darkness that was always nipping at my heels. The payoff? Hmm. Never failing meant that I got a lot of external success, a lot of external validation. And this felt like oxygen for me. And I mean, of course, sidebar, it doesn't mean that I never failed. But It just hid the failures or created distractions or had great excuses for failures. So the rule is kind of like, don't fail. And if you do fail, conceal it, distract from it, or have a really good valid excuse because it's not acceptable. And the cost of living like this, ugh total and utter exhaustion. Oh, and the constant fear of effing things up and this whole house of cards coming crashing down. And the worst part, I realize now how I gave so much of myself away. And I mean that kind of joyful, curious, playful, uninhibited, sensual, creative, and also those assertive and boundaried sides of myself. So by trying to never fail or look bad in public, I have scammed myself into a smaller, more brittle life. So I'm talking about me here, but I'm an invitation for you to think about you. If you've needed to be good at everything, if you've needed the social proof of other people's validation and maybe still do, how is that scamming you out of a bigger, juicier life? Scam number two, I must be in control at all times. (laughs) I have a lot of experience in trying to force, cajole, strongly influence, push, career moves, relationships, healing, other people's behaviors, my eyebrows, you name it, I have tried to control it. So the scam of needing to feel in control is all about power, right? Because this whole concept of surrendering and flowing and allowing, it sounds nice, but mm, still bends my brain. Even now, I'm still a student of surrendering. Plus, in the past, I had zero track record with patience or faith of any kind. So there was no connection to anything bigger, no higher power. My tool of choice was to razzle-dazzle that shiz and get her done on my own. To quote Destiny's Child, I depend on me. Who knows that one? The payoff is, if I'm in control and don't ask for help or rely on anyone, then I'm never let down or disappointed because I rely on me. And I never risk being a burden or being in anyone's debt. Radical independence is the way stuff gets done, right? (laughs) Right? Ah, but the cost. The cost is exorbitant. Here we have exhaustion again, right? And the lack of belonging and connection. Plus, wanting to control is all about needing certainty. Meaning that everything becomes about the outcome. It's a win or a lose. It's a success or a failure. And really, so much of our becoming is in the twists and the turns of the journey right? Think about how often that's happened. The unexpected opportunities, romances, things you tried, places you discovered unexpectedly, when you surrendered, when you flowed, all of that is part of our becoming. So in her beautiful book, and you should definitely get this book called This Is How You Heal by Brianna Weist, surname is W-I-E-S-T. She says, certainty is the cheap way out. Mm. So good. So, dear one, ponder this. If you need to be in control, if you need certainty in that white-knuckling way, how are you scamming yourself into a smaller, matchbox-sized life? Scam number three, I must... Earn my worth, and it's better if it's hard. Did my best pirate thing there. Did you notice that? Hard. If you grew up constantly needing to prove yourself, say by getting good grades or acing your piano exams or winning at the sports races, you might still have this need to hustle and earn other people's attention, time, or approval, even if you're a grown up. That's why other people's opinions can still feel like they matter so much. And in this constant hustling for worth, making things harder than they need to be can feel like it offers a premium, like a way of distinguishing yourself amongst the distinguished, as if there's a prize for who has suffered the most en route to victory. And for these hardaholics, as I like to call them, maybe suffering offers a permission slip for a morsel of celebration or recognition. Because usually we should just move on to the next thing, right? No celebration needed. That's part of the 13 sucky Commandments. But if it's really, really hard and you've bled for this thing, yeah, okay, maybe it's legit that you take 30 seconds to enjoy it before shuffling on to the next thing. And in this scam... There's something untrustworthy about ease and flow and joyfulness and easefulness. It's like it cheapens the victory somehow. And underneath all of that bulduki, of course, is the scam of only feeling worthy if there's achievement and suffering involved. Worth must be earned. And that's the scamiest scam of them all. As a kid, I figured out that unless I was the best, I wasn't lovable. And it doesn't take too long to figure out that you can't win at everything. So I was clever enough somehow in my subconscious mind to create this persona that I learned how to kind of distract from my failures or things that I wasn't good at by overcompensating in other things. And I learned what facade to put out to the world. Be pleasant, be positive, be cute, say the right things, be a little... Um, You know, be a little older than you're perceived to be so that you're mature for your age. Like this whole gig, it was just running. This was a scam I was running. So this was the way I learned to be acceptable and palatable to the world. But my scam was up because as an adult, I learned the hard way, of course, that I couldn't find real deep connection and intimacy if I was constantly managing my image and hiding anything about myself that made me flawed and human. Hmm, someone actually said that to me once in a conversation. I'll never forget that. It's like, Mandy, I can't relate to you in any way with all your achievements and this perfection thing you have going. It's like really blocking me from relating to you. (laughs) Hmm, well, I think that was the house of cards going down right there. My gig was up. Think about this for you. Do you feel that deep down you need to earn your worth or that you're somehow more enough? If you're striving and hustling and doing and achieving and especially if it's really really hard and that if you're not constantly doing if you do allow yourself to rest if you do allow yourself to be ordinary and that can be such a blessing right like the curse of the need to escape mediocrity that's another scam but that's for another episode anyway If there's something about you, if this zings in any way that your earth must be wormed. No, no. Let me say that again. Your earth does not need to be wormed. Your worth must be earned. How is that shrinking your life and making it smaller than it could be? So this episode is not about giving you solutions tied with a bow. It's really about provoking your thinking. If you're living in a life the size of a matchbox because you're running all these scams, how do you practice unrunning those scams? Well, you got to notice them first. So nowadays, this whole failure scam, nowadays, I allow myself to mess up on the regular. And it's utterly Awful. I hate it. Ah, No fun at all. Hmm. I also ask for help and I surrender, begrudgingly mostly, and I'm retraining myself to find easefulness because none of this is intuitive or habitual yet, even years into this practice. These grooves are deep, folks. So recently, I'm watching myself fall into this old habit in slow-mo and I'm saying and doing things that I didn't think I said or did anymore. And I'm catching myself in real time while I'm doing the thing, saying yes to something I really don't want to do, but I'm agreeing to it because it makes me feel important and I'm kind of puffed up and feeling like all validated And um, my inner wise woman is filing her nails, looking at me with this nonplussed look on her face as if she's saying, "Okay, Mandy, so we're going here again, are we? (laughs) Bless her. She's a trooper. So here is the plot twist. I'm not sure we ever really bust our scams. Sorry, I hope you're not bummed. I do think that we get better at recognizing them, and I think we don't get sucked into them, at least not as often. And it's messy, okay? This is my finding at this stage of the pod and at this stage of being in the scam busting. It's okay to fail. In fact, there's no alternative, Buttercup, and it's okay if it still feels utterly awful to fail. I get it. It's okay to surrender and not be in control, also ghastly, until it's not, even for a little while. There's that toing and froing. And it's okay to believe that you're enough and worthy just as you are here, today, with the hall closet in the state that it's in, with your little muffin top thing, with all the undone items on your to do list. You are enough and worthy, and ease and joy and rest are allowed. And when the heartaholic turns up looking stern with its lips all pursed up like a cat's bum, because it will, right? Let's face it, it will. Then you just say, hey, buddy, it's you again. And that's okay, too. This is really important work, this in-betweeny stuff that I'm talking about here. It's a way to come back to ourselves in this mess of transformation. It's really important to know there are no clean lines here. I'm this woman who used to try so hard to be impressive and have all my ducks in a row. And underneath, I wanted so badly to be liked and approved of and to be chosen. And sometimes I still fall into that scam of thinking that I need all of those high fives and that external validation. And if I lose 50 followers on Instagram, I can be like, and I'm so absurdly, worthy, and lovable anyway. So are you. So go ahead and give yourself some compassion if you're in these in-betweenies. Give yourself some support. Give yourself some ease. And watch your life get bigger. I have a request If you got some juice from this episode, please tell someone about it, share it, help someone to scam bust in their own lives. They'll be so darn grateful. And because you're very likely an overachiever, I'll make a second request of you. If you love what you're hearing on the pod, go ahead and leave the Potter review on Apple Podcasts because it makes such a difference and I'm so deeply honoured that you're listening and that you're liking what I'm serving up here. Oh, and in case you didn't know, there are transcripts for all the episodes in the show notes on my website, so check those out. Thank you for listening and let's do this all again in two weeks.